0: you guys want to start a podcast that includes music or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much and let's get into the episode. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. I was really looking forward to it. Whenever I got an email that we could, that I could interview you on my podcast. I know exactly who you are. I've been following you. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. It's, 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 really cool to be able to, you know, share our lives with people this way. You know, it's just so many new types of technology. So it's fun for people to hop on and listen and it, it's really cool. So thank you.
0: Yeah, totally. So the first thing that we're going to do is called setting the record straight. This is where I say some stereotypes, some assumptions, and then you're going to let me know if they are true or false. Okay. So the first one is eyebrow trends are constantly changing.
1: True or false. Well, um, I feel like eyebrow trends recently have been changing more than they have in a while. I mean, yes, they do change a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I would like it to be is that they don't change because it's not a hair color. It's not a hairstyle. It's not a makeup style. It's not something that if you keep messing with it, they're not going to go back to how they should be. So it should not be um, something you want to continually change.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah, because... Yes, eyebrows are obviously hair, but it doesn't grow back the same way that your hair does. And especially like if you over tweeze or anything like that, I know that can sometimes be changed forever.
1: Oh, my my eyebrows. I actually, my best friend just sent me a photo of me from 25 years ago that she just found in her garage. And it's scary. (laughs) And scary in the sense of like, you would have never thought that I would be the girl who's doing everyone's brows because they're, they're basically non-existent. They're so skinny and so far apart and horrible, but to my defense, I was in trend, I was not trend then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eyebrows, thin eyebrows were a huge trend. I know I have really thick eyebrows naturally and my mom would never let me touch them. Like even if I wanted to tweeze them when I was younger, she would just never let me.
1: You know, and I hear people say that all the time, bless your mother. My mother never told me that. (laughs) My mom has thin brows too. So, you know, and another thing that, you know, I always tell people about thin brows is it doesn't matter how thin or thick your brows are, even if they're over tweezed and little, we can still do something to them, which is the coolest part because so many people think that like, oh my God, my brows are so over tweezed. My mom's brows are over tweezed. There's just nothing you can do, but if you're going to the right person, the answer should always be, we can help you. We can, we can do something to them for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's actually really good to know. I've seen a lot of your before and afters and they're so amazing. So I definitely believe that even if you have thin eyebrows, you can still like, there's still stuff to be done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had some interesting brows come into my chair over my 20 years of waxing. And the next one is
0: word of mouth and connections is all you need in the beauty industry.
1: I don't know if it's all you need, um, but it's definitely 100% beneficial for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big talker. I'm a big chatter. I talk to every single person that sits in my chair. And um, I also teach classes. And one of the things that I tell um, you know, my students is talk to everyone because everyone... I mean, one is just being human, being nice, right? And two, I mean, there might be something that you guys can connect with and work together with, like you just never know, you know? Um, So absolutely networking will get you a lot of places. Um, I'd say maybe 10 years ago, I don't know, maybe nine years ago, whatever. I had a client that sat in my chair and um, I always ask the same three questions to every single person. How did you hear about us? Where do you live and what do you do? So I asked her what she did and she said she worked for HBO. And I was like, well, that's really cool. I said, what do you do at HBO? And she said, I'm a talent manager. And I said, well, I don't know what that is. What does that mean? And she said, I book makeup artists and hairdressers for red carpet events. And I was like, well, I do makeup because I actually started in the business as a makeup artist. That's my first passion and love. And, um, so I told her, I was like, I do makeup. So if you ever need anyone, let me know. Mind you, I hadn't done makeup in forever. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, this is cool. So, um, she was like, amazing. So good to know. And just that alone, she then messaged me and I got booked to do three seasons of game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. That's huge. So definitely talking and networking is an absolute must in everyone's business. It doesn't matter what you do.
0: Right. I think that's something that I definitely am learning right now. Like I have to start even like pitching yourself and talking about yourself and not being scared to tell people what you do too, you know? So I think that's a huge, huge, huge lesson.
1: Totally. And I, and I think people are scared, you know, I think people are really scared to kind of promote themselves. But it's, it's just about the way that you do it. You know what I mean? You don't have to be like braggy or, you know, um, pushy. Just talk about it and get someone curious. You know what right. I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's such a good tip. It's something that I've been trying to do a lot more this year. And I've realized that it does pay off a lot. Like you have to put yourself out there.
1: You have to put yourself out there. If I didn't put myself out there, I would not be where I am today. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. 100%.
0: Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See Earning.com TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time, and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus, the Sydney-inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage, because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief, and my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz-free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the Leave-In Conditioner, which I also use, Detox Shampoo, Fragrances, Hair Oils, and Hair Gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to t h e o u a i dot com and enter promo code Real for fifteen percent off any product. That's t h e o u a i dot com promo code Real And the next and last setting the record straight is that thin eyebrows are never coming back. So we kind of touched on that, but I'd love to know your well, opinion. I hope
1: so. <laughs> I hope that trend never comes back. Yeah. Um, you know, we do get people. I mean, you know, I I have no idea. Things change all the time right now. Like 80s is coming back and which I love because I've always, you know, I was an 80s kid. So I love tie dye and neon. Like it's my favorite thing ever. Um, But like, hopefully thin brows don't come back. And uh, hopefully people realize that like the the fuller the brow, the more youthful the appearance, which at the end of the day is what we're all looking for, you know, Um, but sometimes we'll get a client too that will ask for a thinner brow. And I'll try my hardest to like, do what I can to obviously make them happy to thin it out but at the same time you know tell people like there, there's a trend called a boy brow which is basically like a straight brow
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I tell them like you guys you can just fake it with makeup just fake it right We don't want to alter your eyebrow that may never grow back just because you think it looks cool right now and you see it on Instagram
0: yeah no that's so true especially like we said eyebrows do not grow back the same way so you don't want to like take half of it off
1: i have actually i made a growth serum a brow and lash growth serum and i use it every night i actually made a video last night showing people i uh have you heard of dermaplaning do you know what that is yes yes so basically shaving your face is the same thing as dermaplaning and i have no fear so i'll literally shave the peach fuzz off of my face and I nicked the top part of where my hairline is. Oh So (laughs) yeah, when I was like, whatever, I'll just tweeze it. So then I started like, you know, I tweeze and I'm a Virgo. So I would tweeze it all the time. And it was fun for me. It was like, oh, I'm going to tweeze my hairline. And then it was just too perfect. And then I was like, well, maybe I should laser it and just not have to do this anymore. And then people started commenting and telling me, oh my God, your hairline is so pretty and so perfect. And I was like, Oh shit. That's not what I was. It was an accident. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't want it to be like this perfectly weird straight line. So I've actually been using my growth serum on my hairline and it's totally growing back, which is so cool. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard of a lot of growth serums, but I'm excited to hear more about your products and the reviews on them are so great. So I'm excited to talk about that.
1: So no thin eyebrows, please.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. So I'm always curious and I always ask people that come on this podcast, was this something like, was the beauty industry something that you wanted to go into when you were younger? Is this something that you've always wanted to do or what was kind of your dream job when you were growing up?
1: You know, I don't know if I necessarily like growing up when I think of growing up, I think of anything before high school. And, and I I don't really know that I had an idea because it was so different back then. I graduated in 96. So obviously we had no technology like we had now, you know, and I just knew that I was artistic. I loved art class. Um, I liked photography, but like, you know, it was very different being an artist back then, as opposed to being one now, you know, and I just I loved makeup, I loved dressing my friends up for any dance that we had, whether it was in junior high school, high school, whatever. I would do my friend's hair, I would do their makeup, I would find the cutest outfit for them. I'd plan my outfits, you know, every day of the week for school. And that was my only way to like express my art, you know? Um, And my parents were very strict. I had no social life really like meaning going, I never went to a high school party. I never did any of that stuff. Um, And I did actually pretty poorly in academically in school. I could care less about homework. I I didn't get it. It It wasn't something that clicked in my head. So I got pretty bad grades to be honest. And one day, you know, it just hit me. And I thought to myself, let me ask my dad, if I go to college, will they pay for it and can I leave? That was, the goal was leaving and they said yes. And I'm like, I'm out of here. So at 17, graduated high school, I moved to Santa Monica, actually to Venice, which is where my salon still is today. Um, I moved to Venice and I went to Santa Monica City College, um, got D's in all my regular classes, pretty much, even photography. And then one of my friends was like, why don't you just go to beauty school? And I I honestly never thought about it. And I was like, duh, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to beauty school. Um, So I went to beauty school and I went there. Um, If you do hair, you have to have 1600 hours of experience. And at the time I really had no desire to do hair or facials or anything like that. I literally strictly just wanted to do makeup. And there was, there still is to this day, no category just for that. So I was like, well, I'll just have to take this whole course. And then as soon as they wanted me to do hair, I freaked out and I dropped out.
0: Oh, wow. Did you have to go to beauty school to do makeup?
1: Well, so back in the day, you had to have a license if you were going to work in a salon. So let's say, and so that was my idea. My idea was I'm going to go to beauty school. I'm going to get my license and then I can do my, do makeup on people in fancy, cool salons in Beverly Hills. That was the goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. You so- have to have a license.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah. I feel like now so many makeup artists are like traveling makeup artists. So I'd never know like if there's regulations or like, you know, if you have to have a license to do that.
1: And if you're in a salon, you have to have, you have to have a license of some of some kind. So, but also too, if you think about it 20 years ago, there was no Instagram, there was no social media, there was no reaching out to a celebrity. So Mm -hmm. that was my way in this beauty world. Um, you know, they have all of the, um, what is it called? Um, uh, what's the word when you're like, uh, crap, it's blanking. Like in, in the, oh shit, I'm totally blanking. Where you have to have, oh, union, union. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) So back in the day to be a makeup artist on set or something like that, you'd have to have union hours, right? But you don't just get in the union. Like, so it, it was much more difficult. Now it's, like you can just start posting pictures. And if you look amazing, you can be like, hey, I'm a makeup artist. And then you can DM a celebrity be like, hey, I wanna do your makeup. So, um, you know, I started in the good old days where you had to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was my start into getting into the beauty world. And then, like I said, I I dropped out of beauty school. Um, I I started trying to figure out other makeup methods. I did weddings, I did photo shoots. Um, I, I, you know, I would have loved to be a makeup artist on set for like back in the day Smashbox was the coolest photo studio around, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you just don't get hired. So I, 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 I was an assistant for a woman for a very long time working on independent films, learned how to do special effects and blood and gore and all of these things. And to be honest, none of it was like Anything that I really was interested in, I really just wanted to do like glam, you know right and then nobody glam then
0: and how did you get your first like your what was your first glam job, your first job where you actually loved it
1: That's so hard um, well I've had a lot of really cool cool jobs. I need to write them down and make a little memoir. yeah, um, you
0: should write a book on all of
1: them I should I think. <laughs> I I honestly can't tell you my first but so I decided to go back to beauty school and from when I went back to beauty school I met a man named Damone Roberts and he is known as the brow king and he, um, he taught me everything. And that's why I do brows today because he was in my class the second I was a beauty school dropout and I went back and he was there and I was his very first girl and he was already in the business worked for Anastasia worked for Mac, was a manager at Mac when Mac first opened and they would wear roller skates in the, you know, stores having so much fun. And he was amazing and super talented. And uh, he saw little Kelly at, you know, 25 and was like, I'm going to teach you. You're a good one. So that's
0: amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's also cool to see how you dropped out and then you went back and like, if you didn't go back that second time, you might not have met this guy. So that's really cool how things work out
1: and i and i had never i mean i had the shittiest eyebrows you could have you know literally (laughs) and i'm from la It's and 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 he was known as the brow king he had done madonna he was like the it guy and i was like how have i never heard of this guy like brows what is brows you know
0: and he was just about to
1: open his first salon in beverly hills and i mean i'm just you know, I don't know if you are into signs or anything, but I'm a Virgo to a T and I'm just like a perfectionist. And, you know, even if it's like my best friend's getting married this weekend and I'm doing everything that I can to make sure it's perfect for her. So learning how to do eyebrows, I'm really making your eyebrows perfect for myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing though. You should be a perfectionist when dealing with something like that. So (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I hate being a perfectionist. I I can't stop. I have to fix it. That's
0: really funny. And you also have a really impressive clientele. I mean, you have done so many celebrities' eyebrows. How how did you begin doing celebrity eyebrows? Was it because of these connections you had made and because of your mentor? Or how did you, I guess, start building this roster?
1: All of the above, to be honest. Uh, My first celebrity any, any kind of interaction was with Damone. So when I worked with him, he already had a, a big celeb clientele. Um, so I was doing Kelly Rowland, uh, Mandy Moore, the wives of, you know, so many cool basketball players, uh, Michael Jordan's wife Juanita, um, Denzel Washington's wife. She was so sweet, um, you know, and I did everyone there. Um, and I have a son, he's 14, he's about to be 15. Um, And when I was working there, I was going to get married and then I got pregnant and I decided, I was like, you know what, I just, Beverly Hills is just not the place for me. Like, I don't want to be here. No one has any kids where I work. I don't want to have to, like, I want to be able to be with my kid and be a mom, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, even with all the amazing people and things that I had been doing, I was like, I'm going to go home, I'm going to go on maternity leave, and I'm going to start over somewhere else. Um, And that's what I did. And I started in Venice. Um, But the, I mean, I remember my first, I I can remember what I was wearing. There's some, I have, I say for the most part not the best memory but I definitely have memories of really cool times that you know Damone took me to events with him um, back in the day I mean now it's totally normal but back in the day they would have like all the gifting suites for the Oscars or the Emmys and he would be part of the swag so we would go one time we went to the Chateau Marmont and the whole place was decked out with the coolest swag ever, hats and belts and skincare. And I think that was when I did my very first celebrity. And I believe, it, you know who it was? I don't even know if you know who she is. She used to be the host of Extra. Her name is Dana Devin. And now she is on the news and she was a news anchor. Um, but How,
0: Were you really nervous doing like your very yeah, first celebrity?
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. I'm still nervous. i I get nervous all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's part of it, you know, but I still am going to make sure that I do my absolute best, you know, and again, the one thing, a lot of people don't know how to do makeup and they don't know how to fill in brows. And that was actually how then, you know, once we got down to my products, that became, Um, the life of my own product line was because since I have that makeup background, I would always be showing my clients how to fill in their brows and they would want what I was using on them. And I would just be using my own basic stuff Mm -hmm. and then I'd give it to them. And I'm like, okay, I keep giving everyone my, I need to buy more because I wasn't selling it. I would literally just be like, here, you take it, you know? Yeah. So then that, you know, birthed its own little baby of products.
0: That's amazing. And so then you also became kind of a business owner in your own right. Not that like you already were with your own eyebrows, like your eyebrow business, but now bringing product into it is a whole other ballgame, I feel like, because you have to find manufacturers and the right formula.
1: Yeah, all of it, all of it. And the one thing that I can proudly say is that like I'm a part of the entire process. And I mean, it'll take me, my growth serum probably took me a year, maybe two. Um, If it's not perfect, you'll never see it. I can't, I can't have anything out there that's mediocre. Mm -hmm. So, because, because if you, because you can't sell someone something that doesn't work, they won't trust you. They'll never come back. Right. Right. And at that point with like being honest about products and like what I'm doing, I've become, you know, (laughs) organically the yellow pages of Kelly, where should I go get married? Kelly, where, what gynecologist should I go to? Kelly, where should I get my hair done? Because they trust me, you know?
0: Right. And I mean, I feel like also your clients continually come back to you, not only for the amazing work that you do, but also probably because of that trust and that relatability that you have. What do you think is like the key to building loyal clientele?
1: You know, I feel like every client that I have, I try to, you know, 100% just treat them, uh, everybody, doesn't matter if they're famous or not, as equal. Everyone's the same. I want to know about you and your life. Um, If they are a celebrity, I just try to, you know, it is definitely a different experience for sure, because sometimes you're not sure when you should talk or not talk, you Mm -hmm. know? or what's appropriate or not appropriate. But I feel like you just have to be normal. You know, like I would never ask for a photo. I never have, Um, I I would never ask for an autograph or a shout out or anything like that. And I think that with those things, they trust me. You know, I know one time I sent someone that worked for me because if I'm not available, I'll have to try to, I'll try to send one of my girls if I'm, you know, in another state or something. And after the fact, I had heard that one of them asked for the celebrity for a hug. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, and it was their first time. And listen, it's not the worst, but it's just awkward. Like, you just do your job and you go, you know? Yeah. And I was like, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. And I didn't say to the celebrity. They did it, of course, because at the end of the day, that's what, you know, it's part of their job. But if they're in their home, they want to just get their service and like, you do your thing and you go.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's like the key is honestly just like I just treating everyone normal. And you are a like total entrepreneur, total boss. Did, is that something that you always wanted to do when you were younger? Like did you ever think like, oh yeah, I'm going to work for myself
1: one day? You know, I I don't know if I thought that I would work for myself. Um, but I do have a shirt that kind of fits me perfectly that says um gosh now of course I'm blanking it just says something like it's not that I don't like your ideas mine are just better (laughs) I love that you know what the thing is is just my everyone's brain works differently I have an artist's brain I it I see where things need to go I can't figure out how to turn on a computer but I know placement of things you know what I mean and I just have these ideas of like years ago like totally random when i was first starting when i so when i first opened my own place it wasn't and everything that i've done is has never been a goal of mine i've never had a goal to open my own place i've never had a a goal to expand and have stylists i've never had a goal to have client um not clients but products never in a million years did i think i'd be teaching classes But it's just all a part of the process and it just comes with it, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Since you said that you don't, you never had those big goals, are you someone that kind of just goes with it, like goes with the flow, sees what happens, changes as you need to? Or are you someone that like every new year, you write down your (laughs) New Year's resolutions and like try to hit those?
1: I definitely do not write down New Year's resolutions for sure. And I do have goals, but it it wasn't – My goal is just to be great at what I do, to be honest, Mm -hmm. in whatever field it is. So, you know, once I was doing brows, I said to myself, one day I'm going to do a Kardashian. I'd never watched the show, you know, and now, I mean, I was just with them yesterday and it's the coolest thing ever, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but that kind of stuff I feel like is more manifesting. It's like putting it into the universe. I didn't necessarily like ask anyone to help me connect me to them. Like it's me, it's us. I really truly feel like we can put into the universe what we want, you know? Right. Um,
0: I completely agree though. I think it's one of those things that you have to believe that it's going to happen. Like it's I, just, it's going to
1: happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. And I, and you know, even when I opened the shop, my first shop, I was like, I, I've, you know, we all, have our own belief system right and mine was always like if you build it they will come they're gonna come they're gonna come and i mean we're just so damn busy it's so amazing and we're so blessed you know like i've never had a fear of are they they're not gonna come that has never been a fear you know if anything my biggest struggle has always been um managing staff to be honest and personalities that's the hardest part of my job by far
0: Yeah. How has that been like being able to hire someone and trusting that they're going to do a good job because they do represent you? Like how has the hiring process been for your salons?
1: You know, now that brows are actually cool enough to be known, it's easier now because I have more options. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say 12 years ago, I've had my salon. I think we're about to hit 10 years. So, you know, brow artists weren't a thing, you know, So I didn't really have that many to choose from and I've loved everyone that I've had, but you know, again, we're all artists, which means we have different personalities and it's, you know, I'm always the mom of everyone and trying to, and you know, one thing that I can say that we are good at is being fair um, and following the rules and regulations and what you're supposed to do. So like back in the day, like, in salons, there was always this like fuzzy line of independent contractor and employee, Mm -hmm. right? And most people would want to be an independent contractor because they thought that it benefited them. But it really technically wasn't legal, you know? So we ended up making sure that we did it all the right way. And at the time, you know, one of my stylists was like, F that, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, well, honey, you don't really have a choice. Like, this is the legal way. You know, like, we don't, we're not trying to do anything to you. So it's difficult to to enforce rules, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of entitlement and a lot of, a lot of people don't understand, like, the work that is needed to be put into it to, I, every single person I've hired, I've always wanted to stay forever. I've had 12, I think 12 people leave and start their own place. Yeah. a so, lot.
0: A lot of people, I feel like, are just wanting to, like, get some experience quickly and then go off.
1: Yeah, I just, I just did, and, you know, some of them were fired, not gonna lie, and, and some of them left, and, you know, it's usually, you know, some kind of personality clash, and, you know, I've had girls that absolutely despise each other, and I would hire a therapist, no joke, to come in to try to mediate And make everyone like each other. And you know what? It just didn't work. I mean, so we had to fire one and then the other one finally quit and it has been the best energy I've ever had in my shop. Like, and it's so hard because again, there's only so many people to choose from, Mm -hmm. you know? And we're busy. So I need these talented artists, but it's just not worth your mental health, man.
0: Yeah, I feel like if you have to get a therapist involved, (laughs) that's that's a lot, but- Yeah, I feel like especially in the creative field, hiring is so diff or it's so difficult because you have to not only have the skill, you have to be a, like aligned with the vision, have the same type of style, but then also get along in the workplace. Yeah. And so all of that I feel like can be really hard.
1: We we are holding interviews again right now, so if anyone is listening, please apply. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, again, I've been now hiring and firing and learning and teaching and grooming and growing these they're all girls I've had one guy Um, and I now know better questions to ask what to listen for and look for and and we interviewed this girl and she literally told me I said what are your goals and she goes to open up my own shop and I said oh really And, and she goes yeah I you know I think it would be perfect for me to come here learn from you Grow my business and then open my own salon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just like not something you need to say.
1: <laughs> you really, just tell me that I can't even believe. And she go and she and then she continued to say, "I don't think you know. I think the best thing for me is to have my own place and not work with other people." And I'm like, "Girl, why? Are, like, you just killed your interview." And she actually has messaged me multiple times asking about like, you know, what I thought about her. And we're actually gonna reply. And be honest and say, you know, we're really looking for people who want to work here not open their own shop. Right. You know, it's just...
0: I mean, how the amount of money and time you need to spend to train someone and then for them to just leave, like, it's just so not worth
1: it. Imagine, I've 12 stylists I have grown clientels for and then they have left and we have to start over.
0: Yeah, I cannot even imagine how difficult it is to hire people like that. Because again, like, there's not that, I mean browse is a specialty, and yes, it's more popular now, but it's still like a specialty that you got have to find like the right talent.
1: Yeah, and totally, and you know, and even now it's like you know, there's I, I had a a friend way back in the day interview with me, and she had a makeup background, and you know, I had her come in and train and train and train, and then she was like, when am, when am I gonna be on the floor? And I, and you know, it's really hard for I hate confrontation. This just like my not my strong suit and I had to tell her I said honestly you're not ready like mm-hmm. unless you, like you you need to practice more I can't put you on the floor like you're just not ready and unfortunately she didn't like that and I never heard from her again I have now years later but you know I mean it has nothing to do with her you just have to be the like you, the difference with brows too and hair salons like you know 901 the hair mm-hmm. salon yes A lot of hair salons have crazy strict rules where, like, you're an assistant for two years. You know, you have to take a test to see if you've been put on the floor. And, like, I don't have time. I don't have two years. Mm -hmm. So I need to make sure this girl or guy is perfect. You know, it's different. We don't have someone putting foils in and shampooing and watching and learning and and really grooming these people. Right.
0: And I think that that's why people trust you, though, in terms of your clients, because they know you're only going to put the best on the floor.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, but definitely, you- for sure. And
0: you have had so many, I feel like, huge moments throughout your career, and you've worked with so many amazing people, but do you have any, like, pinch me moments that stand out to you? Like, moments when you were like, I can't believe I'm doing this, or that this is my life?
1: Um, well, uh- a girlfriend of mine, her name is Vanessa. I call her my face doctor. Her Instagram is Vanessa RN, I believe. She is a registered nurse and she does injectables. And she and I, I actually was just texting her that I was like, you know, at this person's house. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to this person's house. And she's been growing. I've been, you know, I love to share the wealth. So I'll introduce my friends to whoever, you know, and, and I was like, I was just here. And she's like, I was just there. And, she, and we were like, dude, this. she's like, can you believe this is our life? And I'm like, it's pretty crazy, right? It's pretty effing crazy, you know? And even like, you know, with people that I meet, like, I'm not gonna just tell someone who I do, you know? But like, mm-hmm. even like dating someone, it's like, hey, guess what? Um, I'm going to Kylie Jenner's house right now. It's just weird. It's like yeah. a weird thing to be like, sorry, I gotta go to Kim. Kim needs her brows done.
0: Yeah, and it's—I mean—it is like it's part of your job, you know. So I think that's really cool. It's like now part of your daily routine.
1: It literally is. Like I'm always—I know weekly that I'll—I'll I'll see one of the Kardashians for sure, and they've been amazing clients. They've been so nice. Um, I love them. I think one of them. Oh, I okay. So here's a. I have I, my top three. I will say is. Recently, I just got signed to the wall group, which is effing crazy. Yeah, that's huge. Well, not only is it huge, they've never represented a brow person.
0: Amazing. Um, That's awesome. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. So I get to, thank you. I get to say I'm the first brow girl to be signed by an agency. So that just happened last week. Um, another experience was I used to say one day someone's going to fly me, you know, cause it's different since I just do brows. I'm not the makeup artist. Who's going to fly with Kylie to Barbados to do her makeup for the weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a son and most of these, mo- most of the artists are pretty young. So, um, I was like one day, someone's going to fly me somewhere to do their brows. And then it happens. I got asked to fly to the middle East first class. And I was like, I've never flown first class. This is insane. Um, to do brows. Wow. You know, amazing women. And I got to take my best friend with me and she works with me full time. She, you know, runs my business alongside of me. And, uh, yeah, that was like, it was just the absolute, Oh, Oh, and they put us in the Ritz Carlton. I was (laughs) like, Shit just keeps getting better and better. So when we finally got home and we were in the Uber ride driving back from the airport, I started crying. And I was like, do you even realize like what we just experienced? Like this was the coolest experience ever.
0: That's awesome though. See, I feel like it's so cool because I'm sure that if you think back to your like 18 year old or 17 year old self when you were graduating high school to where you are now, like you wouldn't have ever even thought that this would be like what you're doing every day. Yeah what is like your day-to-day routine? I'm sure every day is different, but I'd love to know. I always like asking people what your morning routine is. Are there any, is there anything that you like have to do in the morning? And like, what does your day typically look like?
1: Um, I mean, every day is different. I have my son and I have two dogs. So, you know, it's always a pretty, it's actually, I have to be honest, kind of easier right now with him not being in school because, I am a single mom and my mom lives on the East coast. So I pretty much do it all by myself. Um, his dad is present and, you know, has him 50, you know, half the week, um, and, but his family isn't here either. So it's a, it's a daily, you know, puzzle trying to figure out, obviously he comes first and making everything work around that. So I've been enjoying the homeschooling cause it makes my life a little easier, um, but I, tend to have anxiety depending on the day and with everything going on. And so I've started listening to, um, there's a couple apps that I like. One is the calm app. Yes. And one I is- just
0: downloaded that one too. <laughs>
1: Girl, it's the best thing ever. It's so good. Yes. So, um, I, my new routine is I'll wake up and I will put that on and every day it gives you a daily message and it's funny because I, of course, know the woman's name now. My favorite person, my favorite speaker is Tamara Levitt, whoever <laughs> she is. Um, but I listen to whatever her daily message is. And, and for whatever reason, it always speaks to you. And it feels like this is, this is perfect for what I'm going through today, mm-hmm. you know? I, the I love one, the app. Yeah, there's another one called Aura that I like a lot too. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that
0: one out. I think it's just A-U-R-A maybe.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check it out. That's the beginning. And then I have to feed the dog. It depends on if I'm working in the salon. Um, The dogs are their own whole routine, which I still have a struggle of, you know, having poop and pee all over the floor, which is killing me. (laughs) (laughs) So trying to get myself ready, feed the dogs, walk the dogs, race out of the house, get something to eat, have him ready for school, um, every Tuesday I work in the salon and then I somehow always end up doing house calls after Tuesday. And then I try to do podcasts on a specific day. Um, I ha- product development, product development is, you know, in between all of those things, um, managing the salon in between all of those things. Um, I mean, I don't know what I don't do to be honest.
0: Yeah. You wear so many hats. You're literally doing it all.
1: <laughs> yeah and and that's just you know I think you adjust to your life right totally yep and I I love it but I I'm not gonna lie I did like the beginning the first like three weeks of COVID where everyone was scared and no one left the house I was like this is the fucking vacation I needed excuse my (laughs) French
0: no I know sometimes it's nice just like being at home now that we've been at home for so long I'm like I kind of like it like I'm getting a lot done (laughs) yeah totally And now I want to ask just some beauty questions since I do have you on. So what are some common mistakes that you see with brow care? Or are there any trends that you wish would just like go away?
1: Um, A lot of people overfill. They fill in their brows too heavy. Um, uh, I'm not into pomade. Never been a pomade girl. Mm -hmm. Um, The latest trend is lamination.
0: Yeah, when your eyebrow hairs stick up, right?
1: not into it at all. Um, and the thing is, is, again, you have to remember that Instagram is a place where people post typically the best photos. So when you're seeing a picture of a laminated brow, it's usually just in the moment of the service. The aftercare is what is the weird part. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, there was a meme a while back of Puff Daddy, P Diddy, which he calls himself now, right? P. Diddy, held a sign and it said, bring back regular brows. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I wish people would just leave the trends alone. Cause it's like, I, you know, it, I, I decided, okay, you know what? I can't be completely closed off. I gotta try it. Let me see how it is. And I had a friend of mine who's a trainer come in and do it and he did mine and i had two of my artists that work with me get theirs done too and we literally all hated it (laughs) hated it couldn't wait for it to grow out um and i would never you know say that i don't want to say that on instagram and make him look bad because it's not his fault that i didn't like it i just don't think it's something that we should be doing i think people are trying to find the next best thing the next look the next money maker and they charge a lot of money for it it's like $250. $250. It's ridiculous. Oh, really, I didn't even know that. It's so dumb. It's basically perming your hair. It's perming it straight. So they stand straight up. So one of the things that we've always done is we use clear brow gel and we brush them up and they stay in place. So it's basically emulating that concept, but making it permanent.
0: Yeah, I would not like that. I, I also have very, very long eyebrow hair. So I'm like, it would not look good. Like
1: that just... W- the other one. Um, I mean, listen, I have probably some of the worst brows around and I really wish there was something that I could do to make them better. But again, one of the things that I love to tell people, because, you know, the excuse or the comment from people is, I don't want to have to fill them in. Well, listen... You got to brush your teeth. You got to take a shower. You got to do all these other things. This is your face. It's super important. Like just take the 10 minutes to fill in your brows. Mm-hmm. Because the other trend is microblading, which I just am not a fan of either. And the tattoo it,
0: eyebrows, right?
1: It, exactly. That is the key word tattoo eyebrows, because everyone thinks, oh, it fades. It, it goes away. No, a tattoo never fade. I mean, it might fade just because the ink fades, but it's not going to fade in the sense of like it was never there. Mm-hmm. And and people lie, and they're trying to make fifteen hundred dollars. And you know, yes, I mean, I would be the perfect candidate for it, but I would never do it. Yeah, I it's don't.
0: I would not trust something permanent it. there.
1: <laughs> and it's people who have big brows, you know, or brows. If you have, listen, I think it's a very cool concept. I think there needs to be more training and more studying in it. Like, what are the, like, how do we find the best color? How do we make sure that people are trained better? There's no, there's no license that you have to have for it. You yourself could take a course and be a microblader tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is insane, right? Yeah. Um, but like, if you have, you know, if you have no eyebrows, go for it. If you've had cancer and gone through chemo and your brows don't grow back, amazing for you. You're a perfect candidate for it, but it's not for the girl who just has brows that she doesn't want to, she doesn't feel like filling in. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it literally does. It takes like, I mean, for me, it takes like 10 minutes to do my eyebrows every morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. half the people that get it done, they will ask me and then some people get it done, even though I tell them not to, and then unfortunately they come back and they're like, Kelly, oh my God, I hate it. What do I do? I'm like, boo, I don't know, man. I, you know, you can't. They're, yeah. Cause it's I, not I, hair. It's. No, it's a tattoo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I scary.
1: Had, <laughs> I had one lady who had started tattooing white ink to oh. try to cover the brown ink. Oh my God. That's probably made such a mess. <laughs> and then I have other clients that have tried to laser it off like you laser a tattoo off, like just, just leave your brows alone. Just like yeah. P. Diddy said, like, yeah. bring back <laughs> the regular brows. I conf-
0: yeah, I agree. And then are there any other Holy Grail beauty products that you swear by? All of mine. <laughs> yes. I would, I'm definitely going to check them out and I need to, whenever I'm in LA, I need to go to your salon.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, for sure. That's 100%. My, I love doing everyone's brows. So you 100% have to come in. I'm sending you products. The whole reason why I have products is so that you guys look good walking down the street, feel good, happy, you know, and they're super, super easy to use. And, and that's the main thing is that you guys at home can do it. Whether you have makeup skills or none, you're going to look good. That's the whole idea behind the line is that it's user-friendly.
0: Amazing. No, I'm so excited to try them. And then I guess just right before we go, what is some like a big life lesson that you've learned? I know this is kind of a loaded question, but what is something that you like swear by and that you live by?
1: Trusting your gut. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh yeah. I come. Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) That, that has to be the biggest one, you know, Mm -hmm. like that feeling i mean sometimes you can just be crazy too but most of the time there's a reason why you feel a certain way you know right energy is everything mm-hmm. yeah and i think another thing i live by is being nice to people if someone's being an asshole and in a bad mood still be nice to them don't be mean back because she's being a jerk you know who knows what she's going through try smiling or giving her a hug you know Yep. so mm-hmm. energy be nice and fill in your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I love
0: it. So where can everyone find you? Instagram, website, where's your salon
1: located? Um, my Instagram is kellybakerbrows.com, or not .com, Kelly Baker Brows. Um, That's just like what everyone has nicknamed me and it's become its name. The it, The website is the same, it's kellybakerbrows.com. Um, even if you punch in Kelly Baker, it will still take you to the same link. Um, My you can book all appointments on our website and you can purchase all your products on our website. We have now added a chat link. So if you have questions about colors and what to buy. um, Someone will hop on and help you and answer that the salon is in Venice, California, um, and we mainly do brows, brow brow waxing and we teach everyone how to fill them in. And then we also do lashes amazing and then also too for girls i say i, I sometimes i feel bad because i say girls but i feel really it's a, you know girl power but um for all the women who are trying to start their own business i teach classes i teach private classes hands-on classes master classes and we also now um host retail wholesale so you can retail and the, you know it just will up their game so much and again we walk them through the entire process on what to buy and it's just so fun to see the girls tagging me in pictures and saying kelly i can't keep it in in the store um we had i had a a woman once send me a dm asking if she could return a product and i was like that's weird like we really honestly don't really get returns so i was Mm -hmm. like yeah for sure but can i ask why And she was like, honestly, I just have buyer's remorse. I've bought too much stuff. (laughs) And I was like, absolutely. You know, because I want to make sure that you're happy. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you just have buyer's remorse, I'm just happy you didn't say it was shit. You know what I mean? Like, what didn't you like about it? I need to fix that problem. (laughs) So, you know, we're very customer friendly. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's about making everyone whatever age, race, size, feeling, who you love, everyone happy, and feeling good.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. This was such an exciting episode, and I'm very excited to visit your salon. Whenever we're allowed to travel again, I will be doing yeah. that. Um, where are you? <laughs> I in. so I was in New York, and then I moved to North Carolina just during the pandemic where my family is, but um, I'm based in New York City.
1: Cool. Well, send me a DM with your address and I will send you products ASAP because you need to represent. Thank
0: you. I will definitely do that. But thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun.
0: I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week, join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast, and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.
1: Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist
0: by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L O no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.